The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today with us, we've got a Nick Hebe, who's an office industrial uh, leasing associate at Franklin Street. Nick, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me, John. And, you know, this goes in the category of that, you know, oftentimes our guests here are CEOs and leaders, and then sometimes we have students and young professionals, and you're a relatively recent grad of Florida State University, correct? Correct. With a degree in real estate. And marketing. And marketing, which has an outstanding combination. And so we wanted to talk to you a little bit just from a, a CEO perspective, looking at young professionals, things that we think that may they may benefit from hearing from you. And so the first thing I want to ask you about is like, when you're a senior or other seniors in, in college, um, young professionals are looking at different areas of real estate. What are the areas that young professionals are really sort of gravitating towards? Yeah, I think people in my network are definitely gravitating more towards brokerage. You know, they have their sights on development later down the line. Some of my friends want to do private equity down the line as well. Um, but for me, definitely brokerage. I think, you know, the sales side of things is definitely the route that I want to take. I really enjoy like the ultra competitive environment with it, um, the necessary to do things at a high standard. I think that's one thing that I would always look forward to in a career. So, you know, going forward with that, you know, I grew up in a smaller community where everyone knew everyone and that's kind of the route that the brokerage goes and, you know, that's what I want to do. Gotcha. So a couple of key things with that. First off, um, it sounds like the things that are really solid foundational businesses, right? So being an associate in leasing if you learn leasing, you can kind of do anything, mm-hmm. right? So if you're doing office, let's just pick on office leasing and you learn how to negotiate, you know, with smaller office tenants and you understand the language and you understand sales, like that could, you could do that whole rest of your life. You Absolutely. Know? I was actually meeting with an office leasing agent the other day. And when I was your age, you know, he was like an established player. And now I'm at my age and he's, <laughs> he's still an office leasing agent and he's had an awesome career. So you can do that like all the way through. You can do that at 34 year career. But then you could leverage that into other stuff, right? So like if you wanted to become, you know, you mentioned development, that's a way to leverage into development over time because that's a key component of development. Is that, is that right? Definitely. And talk about the combination of um, real estate and marketing. What did that marketing aspect bring in? Was that, were you interested in that already or how did that happen? Yeah. So going into college, I was just a marketing major, but it wasn't until I got involved with the Real Estate Society at Florida State that I decided, you know, real estate is the route I really want to take. Mm-hmm. And you know, having that marketing background already, I realized it was an easy tie-in with real estate. And, you know, I joined, I was on the executive board for the Real Estate Society my senior year, and I had a position that kind of tied both my majors in um, as the VP of public relations. So I, you know, realized that brokerage is what I want to do. I want to be on the sales side. I already have the marketing background. I feel like this is really going to work hand in hand with me. I learned a lot about how to use social media um, to my advantage, you know, personal branding and, you know, company branding. And then, you know, just being able to, to speak well, have practice those soft skills on the marketing side. It's interesting. I think one of the probably most common things we see is a combination of real estate and finance, which all, all good stuff at the same time, sometimes it can be a little bit of a double down, right? Because if you're a real estate program, you have a ton of finance classes already, right? Absolutely. So it feels like maybe the marketing brings another aspect. And if you're doing leasing, you know, that, that's pretty helpful, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, so um, uh, the other things you talked about is you you liked being in a, a competitive environment, right? So talk about that for a little bit. 
well, I know you have to always work with people and, you know, there's a, there's a competitive nature in everything you do, right? You want to hold yourself to a high standard. So being in a market where you see other people holding themselves to a high standard uh, through the business deals that they do, it kind of inspires you to, you know, reach their level or go beyond their level. When I uh, got in the business in 1993, they had a uh, thing on the wall where the, you know, the top producer, biggest deal, biggest volume, and like most deals in the year. And I remember seeing the guys up there from 83, 84, 80, all this kind of stuff. And boy, I remember immediately being like, I'm going to be on that board. That was like a real thing. You know, not everybody has that spirit. You know, not everybody is trying to be competitive or wants to be, you know, another level. Uh, but to those people who are achievers and want to do things, uh, being in a commission job is pretty, pretty complimentary, correct? Absolutely. I want to do something that, you know, it doesn't routine. I want to do something that kind of has some variety with it in my career. I don't want every every day to be the same. I want every day to be different, you know, meeting with new people, meeting with new brokers, meeting with new people in the industry that I can learn from their experience and mm-hmm. learn their story. I gotcha. So there's a creativity aspect to it as well that seems to match. Yeah, definitely. So uh, so in your mind, like young professionals that, that match well with what you're doing and then young professionals that wouldn't match well, tell me, tell me what that difference is. Like if you're saying, man, John, a senior college that is like this needs to be thinking about brokerage versus... That one's probably not a match. Somebody who likes to, you know, speak to others, very, very social, very personal, outgoing. I think that's definitely more the brokerage um, persona. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can be a little more introverted in the brokerage world if you know how to do a business, um, you know, on the on more on like the numbers side. You know, knowing how to read things and that's all important, whether you're outgoing or introverted. But, you know, if you're if you're more of a sit down there on the numbers side and and like to just analyze things um, more in a more quiet environment, you know, more of more the finance route, more of an analyst route. I think those are definitely some of the avenues you could pursue. No, I agree with that. I also think that a lot of times life can be skill sets. I, I point this out to people. I'm actually an introvert by nature. And so a lot of stuff that you see and experience when you've heard me speak, it's like, that's a skill I've learned over time. Right. So you can lean introvert and like learn the skills. Right. Yeah. On the other side is like having the financial aspect of it is really key. And even though I don't day-to-day do numbers, I still use the stuff I learned in college every single day in some aspect. And if you're looking at a deal, you've got to be able to kind of quickly be able to make sure, I always say, well, you know, this dog will hunt, right? Like, like, can this thing really make sense or not? And if you don't have a basic financial understanding, so I think in all aspects, there's a spectrum, right? Like you have to, but there's some core qualities they have to have. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you think that CEOs need to be thinking about when it comes to young professionals, things that uh, they need to know that is attracting to them to their area of business? Definitely just keep in mind, you know, times have always are always changing, especially, you know, as new generations come into the business. You know, we grew up in a social media world. You just got to keep that in mind that, you know, we have different um, tendencies. Just, you know, keep that in mind when you're, hiring new individuals. You know, I've, I've, uh, Mike and I have talked about this before. Uh, you know, what would have been like if, you know, he and I were the top executives at Sears, you know, 40 years ago and what would we be saying? And the mistake that we would make is not making change, it's making no changes, right? And so, you know, that generation, you know, I always talk about this, like Sears should be Amazon. It's the same company, you know, mm-hmm. like I've said this so many times, uh, but they weren't forward thinking enough. And, and probably what they should have done back in the mid 80s, early 90s is hired some Nicks and then said, hey, Nick, what do you think? And then try to think, try to try some things that are radical, try some things that are different. Just try to get out there and try some stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a key thing. I will tell you this, Nick, that um, 
with all the college students and young professionals I work with, um, so many of them were straight A students in high school and straight A students in college, and they're all so impressive. The number one thing I think they miss is fear. Uh, they that 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 messes them up from taking risk. And we need young people that are willing to take risk. And if they can come in a big corporation and have the self confidence, respectfully, you know, respectfully, you need to be respectful and work hard and earn their position. And if they can then add in ideas, they have thought like, hey, let's do a crazy Twitter campaign. I don't know, making something up. Um, and then the senior people need to be open to listening to that. But mm-hmm. that can make great things happen, right? Yeah, take chances. I mean, we're in this business and, you know, you got to make your mark. You got to make your mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to get your insight from a young professional's perspective on what are the traits of CEOs that you really you really connect with. That's what I want to try to, get up to unpack with you. Okay? Sure thing. All right. It's John Crossman. We'll be back in just a minute here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. We are back here with Nick Heeb, who's an office and industrial leasing associate at Franklin Street. And Nick, I do want to take a moment to say this, that uh, Franklin Street is an outstanding company. Uh, they are somebody that I refer business to and I recommend to people. And, uh, you know, they've always been such a professional organization that I love working with. I love their leadership team. On top of that, they've um, done work in supporting financially and a scholarship at Florida A&M University. And I'm just so grateful for that. And so I just want to start off. I just, uh, I'm a total absolute gold star to Franklin Street. Uh, I don't feel that way about every brokerage company. <laughs> There's some that I think a lot of and some that I, I, I don't know always, but uh, Franklin Street's somebody who I, I would put all my top clients in front of. So uh, thanks for being here. I just want to affirm the company. Of course. So good people. Um, and then uh, the next second part of this is I want to get your insight on what are the traits that you look for uh, in CEOs? You know, so, so from this young enter into the business professional, you're looking at these CEOs, what, what it jumps out to you is what you're looking for. It kind of goes back to what we were saying in, in the first segment, you know, being innovative and forward thinking, you know, the adaptability to the ever changing market of real estate, you know, somebody who utilizes the tools and services available to them to win business, you know, somebody who wants to win, but does it the right way with integrity, with honesty, um, somebody who's approachable, and leads by example, you know, the identity of a company is important and somebody who you know, has all those traits at the top is very important. Gotcha. 
I want to sort of pull some of those uh, apart. You know, uh, one of the things you said is once to win in the right way. You know, I said to somebody the other day, they were asking about need doing a project for them and they have another company they're using currently. And I just said to the guy, I'm like, I'm not in the business of getting other people fired. You know, that's not my bag. Like, like if you've decided to make a change and you've terminated that other company and then you want to call me and you want me to talk to you about it, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have that conversation. Uh, but that's what went to my head when you said that. It's like, it's not like a winning at all cost and do whatever. It's winning, which is important. We're in a business that keeps score, but it's winning the right way. Yeah, your, that, your reputation is everything in this business. You know, one false move and your company can take a tumble for the worse uh, for the long term. So, you know, just keeping a level head, making sure you're doing the right things the right way. You want to create long-term business opportunities and doing things in, in a shady way. You're not going to get very far. You know, it's interesting. It's like uh, when I was your age, there are certain things that happened to me. Some were good, some were bad. But the extremes of both those, like you never forget, you right. know, and so when somebody just, you had a couple of times where I just did not get paid a commission and it was, it was wrong. It's just, you know, particularly when you're young, it's, you, that sticks with you forever. And then the flip side, if somebody treats you right, that stays with you forever. Absolutely. You know? uh, I was a young man in the business and I was uh, trying to get this deal done and it was an out parcel in a shopping center and the commission was legit. It was like a, you know, particularly in my twenties, like $30,000. And the only time I've really gotten you know, denied a commission was during a sale because then like the seller's like, Oh, I don't know what the buyer says. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. So I was sort of in this a, a period where that deal got done and I was like, am I get paid or not paid? And Whitney Knoll was the investment sales broker. And he was, uh, uh, he was later with Tremel Crow company I forget where he was before that, but he, um, he helped me out and, and I offered to pay him a referral and he declined. But if, if he hadn't stepped in and helped me, I wouldn't have gotten paid. And it's like, and I never, ever, ever forgot that. Right. But I will tell you the same thing with like a $600 commission and another big time broker made sure I did not get paid. I hadn't forgotten that one either. You know, I forgive him. I forgive him. Um, I actually saw that guy the other day. Um, but you know, it's just that it stands out. So you're so right about that. I love the word innovation. You know, I, I describe myself in that way. I think I'm really good at the implementation of innovation and that's an easy word to kind of throw out there, but it's practicality is, is different, right? Cause mm. it involves change and people want to change. Yeah. And that comes to buying into the company, getting people in your company to get on board with your forward thinking. You know, you have to start from your, within the company and then move out and everyone starts contributing ideas. You know, innovation doesn't have to come from just one or two people. You know, anyone can contribute an idea. And, and if it, if it, if it does good things for you, you know, take it, take it all the way home. We have a monthly, a uh, big idea meeting. Um, and so it's like once a month on a Friday, we bring in lunch and stuff like that. Everyone gets a chance to talk. And like, so the goal is, is to bring in big ideas and then, and then we vote on them and then we pick the top couple and we follow up on them, but it's just kind of a fun way to be innovative and, you know, you need to bring ideas to be able to come to the meeting. And so that's, that's really, that's really fun. And then you mentioned uses tools. Can you give us an example? What kind of, what kind of tool would you be referencing? Well, it can be technology. It can be, you know, people in your company that have, you know, an experience that maybe some people in your company don't, you know, right. it's just kind of getting creative with that as well. That's why I say innovative and forward thinking and tools and services, you know, services can be, you know, somebody's, you know, uh, I would say just experience, you know, again, you know, there's, there's the AI, you know, the changing AI environment, you know, you always got to use those tools. Yeah. It's interesting. So like, and that could go to uh, either extreme, like it could be super old school, like, Hey, we're going to send a bunch of handwritten notes. Right. Uh, or it could be, Hey, we're going to use, you know, chat GBT to do something. And then we're going to share that result with our clients and show it how it's going to help them. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like Placer AI, like, you know, that helped us out with a presentation one time, giving really good data to our client and we had access to it. And so that was a great thing. So it's uh, being open to that is a big deal, right? Yeah, keeping an open mind. Yeah, and you know, the thing about it is, is like you, you don't have to understand everything. Sometimes you just put it up, put a ploy in place and let it happen. I've told the story before, but during the Great Recession, things were terrible. Uh, but I had a young person working for me, just like you, and I had just started hearing about social media and, and me and this young intern, we just started playing with it. And eight months later, a Fortune 500 company called me and said, hey, you, it seems like you're really good at the social media thing. Can you come train us? And I did. And then like, you know, but it was one of those things that's like, I just sort of made something happen. And that's what you're talking about. Like just taking some risk, you know? Um, I also like you said the word approachable. You know, I, I talk a lot about trying to be transparent as a leader. Um, and you're saying like, man, when you're young and somebody just has the title of CEO or, you know, anywhere of a leadership, that in and of itself is intimidating. So when they do things to just make themselves approachable, you feel more comfortable and you're more likely to share your own innovative ideas. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I got a story for you. Um, when I was at the FSU Trends Conference a couple of years ago, I got a chance to meet a CEO and, you know, he was very approachable. He allowed me to have a, a you know respectful dialogue with him. I got to, you know, ask him questions. He didn't seem bothered by the fact that I was asking questions, gave me some great advice. And, you know, when I had that conversation with that, that, that CEO, you know, I looked at that company a lot more favorably because, you know, somebody at the top that acts this way, you know, I can only imagine the people underneath him, not underneath him, but, you know, below him in, in and that, in that sort of, in sort of world, um, you know, they all must act similarly to him because he's leading by example. I, uh, I uh, refer to that as the shadow of the leader, right? And sometimes when you're dealing with somebody in a company, you're like, gosh, they're being so hard to deal with. And then you do some research and you're like, oh, that's a shadow leader. Like, for example, if you know the story of Walt Disney and you know the story of Sam Walton, and you ever are like, why is Disney legal so hard to deal with? Why is Walmart legal so hard to deal with? Well, there's 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 culture to that where they people got to places where they are, how they view things. And so the shadow of the leader is a is a big one. And then I love the just leads by example. You know, it's like it's awfully hard for somebody to ask somebody to do something if they themselves are not willing to do it. Right. So if they're not, you know, willing to, you know, go the extra mile and and reach out to clients and do extra things that are beyond the job description, how can they expect anyone else to do it? Yeah, right. Absolutely. And so that's a big deal as far as you see as well. Mm-hmm. Anything else that jumps out your mind that that young people like look at uh, at CEOs and traits or things that that CEOs need to make sure they're thinking about? Uh, humility, hmm. definitely humility. Um, that's a big word. It kind of comes with the approachable aspect. Somebody who's easily approachable is probably very humble with their with their position. Obviously, the respect is there for somebody who's in a CEO level, but somebody who that doesn't really give off that. Um, that arrogance, right? You know, the humility of being in a higher position and understanding, you know, people look on me for, you know, big decisions. People look on me to guide others. So, you know, just having that in mind and being able to, you know, carry that forward is a big deal. Yeah. It's really hard for someone to become a big time CEO unless they have some level of humility. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can be a big time entrepreneur. You can be a big time broker. You can do some big time stuff. Um, with a lack of humility, right? I don't NFL quarterback or something. I'm sure that there's a lot of things you, but you really can't do it as a CEO. As mm-hmm. a CEO, you really have to have awareness and you have to be able to connect with the receptionist and the security guard and sales and IT and accounting. You you really need to have that global connectivity to you to make you work. Absolutely. And if you, and if you don't know how to make that work, it doesn't mean you can't be a super successful professional. But CEO is maybe not for you. 
All right. Well, Nick, we're going to take a quick break and uh, have our last segment. But thank you for being here. Nick, we hope you continue to have a super long, successful career and, and stay in touch with us here at the Crossman Conversation. Thank you, John. All right, Mike. Thank you. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's Professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Once again, here's John Crossman. Back in the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition, Mike Gilland. Hey, my friend. Uh, what do you think about this young man, Nick? How about oh, that? You know, I'm sitting here watching this interview happen, and I'm thinking I'm hearing deep wisdom coming from somebody with a very young face. That's just not fair. <laughs> well, you know, and also Nick was here. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was, you were talking I was referring to Nick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, look, isn't it? Uh, look, I think first off, it's always great to see somebody that's that's young and educated and excited about the industry. Like, I mean, that, that's just a cool thing. Whether right. it's radio or real estate, that's awesome in right. itself. I think the second thing is that um, him having a, a well-rounded perspective and then sharing it, and I think it's good for CEOs who are listening to this to take note. And, you know, as we've had, you know, we had some students from FAMU and previously we had some students from Bethune-Cookman. There is some similarities. There's some trend lines of things that they respond to. And as a leader, mm-hmm. you need to know what motivates your staff. Like if you're looking for best talent, how do you attract best talent? How do you retain best talent? Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. Right? You know, I think uh, when I look at Nick and consider a young man just graduating not long ago from FSU, mm-hmm. uh, here is a young man who is forward thinking and is able to see how to use that and, and other resources in his life in a way that can position him for business. I think a lot of people don't do that. They might have knowledge in these areas of tech and things like that, but application to your job, application to help other people get where you're going to go, that's what makes a difference for this young man as well as people like him who are looking forward. They're going to apply things like their marketing background and how does that work in the re- real world? Well, the the joke in our household, because you know, both our kids are in college now, is like, how are we going to turn on the TV set? How, like, <laughs> how do we right. order anything on Amazon? The kids aren't here. <laughs> um, but in the reality, in the business setting, is I meet CEOs sometimes where I'll say like, hey, man, are you thinking about trying this innovative thing like Nick was referencing? And they get super intimidated. They're like, well, I don't, I don't know how to learn about this new technology. And my response is, man, you don't have to. Like... You can hire a kid in college that right. just graduated and give them a shot. You know, I told the story about me 
advising a Fortune 500 company in social media with a 22-year-old by my side. That happened. And we did a great job, by the way, Mm -hmm. right? But part of it was I had knowledge and content, and then the kid had the the technology part of it, it, wisdom, and we combined that together. And so, look, you don't want to just throw the kid the keys to the car and walk away, but if you give them a shot, let's just try some things. And I think on the flip side, I think that young professionals like Nick have to have the confidence to ramp up and say, hey, I have something to offer, right? Yeah, I think that's right. I think confidence is such a big deal. And it's clear that in his life anyway, that's working to his favor. When I was uh, Nick's age, maybe a little bit older, uh, my company, the boss, came this idea of doing this presentation, had all these speakers. And all the old grumpy brokers are like, no, I'm not doing that. And I jumped in immediately and said, I'll do it. And I was terrified. Mm-hmm. But I was on a panel at, you know, 24 years old. And it was one of those moments that really helped define my career, right? right. So the the boss gave the opportunity and then I jumped in. And so to me, I think that's something I think Nick's kind of saying is like, if you as a CEO can create an environment where they feel safer, they're probably more likely to jump in on some things. That's right. right. But you got to give them that space yeah. to do it. Yeah, I love the fact that he thinks humility is as important as it really is. And it is that important. It is. Well, I, I, I was talking about like lead with transparency, right? And so if you open up with, hey, guys, you know, uh, the reason why I'm coaching on this is because I did it wrong. And it was a real problem. I'm trying to save you that pain and giving that perspective. Right. And I think people can hear that better. Instead of hearing the anger, they're hearing the, the fear or the sadness or the deeper level issue. You mm-hmm. know? So. I loved it. Great interview. All right. Well, One more for you, John. I, I hope it was good. I hope it was helpful. Anyway, we're so thrilled to have Nick on the team and on the show. And uh, Mike, as always, it's great to see you. Yes, and you, my friend. Thank you. Until next time here on the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. This has been the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.